This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. Live from the underground lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, this is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. And we are back here on Raider Nation Radio 920, live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. This is our every single Monday night spot. Tonight we're preparing for the national championship game, Alabama and Georgia. But right now on the phone lines, we've got our guy, Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, the Press Box, and also the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Does a fantastic job on both. And, Ed, thank you so much. And as you pretty well already know without even listening, Raider Nation is pretty fired up today. <laughs> they punched their ticket to the playoffs for the first time since 2016. It was a roller coaster affair as you very well know, have you, in all your years of covering sports and football, have you ever seen a roller coaster ride like we saw last night? No, I've never seen a game like that. I've never seen an exciting game like that. Um, it wasn't as exciting for me, Q, I will tell you, because um, writing for the paper, I had one file that said <laughs> win and one file that said lose. Right. And uh, when you're deadline, <laughs> a tight deadline, and right. you don't know what's going to happen, you're just writing off the top of your head. So, no, man, I've never um, – Never witnessed a game like that. It was an amazing game uh, from both teams, and to, for that, just never mind about the tie. And they could both go if they tied. The fact it got to overtime was right. to me was absolutely amazing because all week it was just a joke. Oh, if they tie, if they tie, and it's tw- you know they're up fifteen, and you're like, okay, that was never going to happen anyway. You know they'll just roll now, and they'll go to the playoffs, and the Chargers are out, and Justin Herbert uh, becomes Justin Herbert there for a couple drives. So. No, I've, I've never seen a game like that, but I'm glad I witnessed it. Right. No, I am too, man. And I think that uh, Allegiant Stadium was electric. It was the loudest I had ever yeah. heard it since, uh, since I've been there, since fans have been there. But uh, how big do you think that was for Las Vegas, the fan base that is still kind of trying to learn the Raiders and learn what it means to, you know, follow the Raiders and, and the ups and downs that they may have, but it's always like an emotional roller coaster ride. How big of, of a win was that for Las Vegas Raider fans? You know what I thought was really cool, and you'll 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 you're at every game, so you hear this. Okay, so during the national anthem at the Knights games, when it comes to the word night, they scream nights, and eighteen thousand right. screaming is huge. At Raider games, it's happened each year, but it's been very quiet nights. It's, you know, right. you can hear it, but not much. Yesterday, you heard it a lot. It was very very loud, which to me meant there were a lot of locals there because out of town people really wouldn't know to do that, right? They right. wouldn't. They would, and they probably when they heard it, a lot of them said, "I don't even know what that means." <laughs> so when I heard as loud as it was yesterday, I looked at um, Vinny Bonsignor. I said, you know what? A lot of locals are here. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was a huge step forward for the Raiders because, again, you and I have talked about this. You know, they're never going to be in the Knights in this town ever. They're, ne- they're never going to have that kind of hometown expansion, first team in feeling. And that's fine. They don't have to be. Right. They can have a great fan base here and not be the Golden Knights. But I thought yesterday with that many locals there, that was a huge step forward. It was the best crowd of the year. It was the most animated crowd of the year. It was the loudest crowd of the year. And it had to be. And, you know, I don't know if it got them through at the end or the Chargers just couldn't stop the run. I don't know which one it was, but it was a really loud atmosphere. And that's what you hope going forward is like every week. Right, exactly. That's, a, that's what you've got to start to establish week in and week out. And you mentioned the run game. Josh Jacobs likes to call himself the closer. I don't know if he goes to the coaching staff and says, hey, it's closing time, it's my time, or if he just does it and makes it happen and that's just, that's just his mentality. But what did you think of the way that he – Closed the game, especially in the second half. Again, how his uh, his runs were going. 
Yeah, I thought he did a great job, especially with the bum shoulder. Um, it appears his legs are fine, um, you know, the, the way he ran the ball. And, and, again, I thought it was a really special way they closed it because you and I both know they didn't have to. I mean, they, they could have sat it, and maybe they have to punt there, but at that point the clock's around, they're going to tie, and instead of going to Cincinnati, they're going to Kansas City, but they're in. Right. Um, so the way Bisaccia and Olsen, you know, kind of you know, you know, made that decision there to let's run it one more time, and, you know, Josh could have been stopped at the line, and, again, we could have gone off with a tie, but he ran really, really hard and really, really well. And like, you know, Hunter Renfro likes to say, when Josh is going well, he doesn't speak. And Hunter Renfro said last night he didn't say a word, so you knew he was playing well. Right. No, he was laser-focused, and he was, he was like he said, trying to close the game. And, you know, the one thing I kept saying, because a lot of folks talked about, oh, the tie, and don't, don't risk getting the field goal blocked and everything, but – Ed, if I'm the Raiders, I wanted to avoid going to Kansas City with everything I had. <laughs> Absolutely, and that had to be, an, and Basaccia said, you know, afterwards, they were discussing everything, okay, if it's a tie. And here's the thing, they knew every scenario, and if not, you know, they shouldn't be there. I mean, right. you have to know every scenario in that place. Okay, if we tie, we go here. Um, they knew before the game, if you win, you're the five seed, you go to Cincinnati. How much percentage that played on their minds, I'm not sure, but it had to play somewhat. We saw what happened. They went to the, the, against Kansas City the two times this year. We saw what happened the last time. Five turnovers, down 30-something to nothing, or seven at the half. I mean, it was just a complete disaster. So my guess is they want to avoid that as long as possible. And it had to be in Bisaccia's mind somewhat that, hey, field goal wins it, go to Cincinnati. And, you know, I don't know what the percentage is, 0.1, that it's blocked. And, and that's a thing. Even if it's blocked, they'd have to return it. Right. So, I mean, it would just, you know, that wasn't going to happen. So, you know, I think that, you know, yeah, I think you make a good point. I don't know if it was number one, two, three on the list, but it had to be discussed on that sideline. Or maybe not discussed, but in their heads as they made the decisions on what to do. Maybe they didn't say it out loud. I'm telling you, it had to be a part of the reason that they said, you know what, let's try to get in his range. And he's so good. It's like Max Crosby said today, that's why they paid Daniel the money in the extension that, you know, they felt comfortable trying to get in his range. Right. Well, I'll tell you, it might not have been one, two, and three on their list. It was one, two, and three on my list. You know, I I just – I mean, seriously, like, if you're the Raiders, you'll take your chances with a rematch with with Cincinnati before you take a a chance at a third try against Kansas City. Yeah. It's just – Oh, definitely. That's not even – I mean, it's it's not even close. They did not – you know, look, I mean, if they keep winning, um, maybe eventually they have to do that. We don't know. I mean, that's a long, long way away. I mean, you know, Cincinnati will be a very tough game. Um, There's snow in the forecast. So it's going to be, you know, it'll be an interesting game if it does snow and how they respond to that on the road. But, yeah, you want it to me. See, to me, if you're the Raiders, you want to avoid them even you know, far more even than if you had to go to Nashville. Right. You know, in Tennessee. You just want to avoid it's not It's not a good matchup. That's just the way it is. You saw that in both games. Yeah. And, yep. again, it's not a good matchup for a lot of teams. Exactly. And I think Pittsburgh's going to find that out. It's, you know, they're just really, really good. So I agree with you that, I don't know where it was on the list, but they knew for sure if they won where they were going as opposed to if they tied. Exactly. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. And, again, it's not just that they're that much better than the Raiders. It's just, like you said, the matchups aren't good. They're yeah, just not, not good, good for the silver and black. Again, we're talking with Ed Graney here on Las, on, on the, uh, ESPN West Central Texas. I'm about to take it back to Texas. I'm about to go back to Central <laughs> Texas here, Ed, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. That's where we're at today. Jeez. Let's get they it had together. A for me. Right, exactly. I think Baylor. You know what's funny? I think Baylor. Did I see it on the marquee at T-Mobile? Aren't they coming here? In the I think the hoop squad's coming here for a tournament, aren't they? That's a yes. Big... I believe they are. I believe they are. I've, I've, I've got that. Uh, I've got that on the schedule see? somewhere. So I, I do think they're going to be in a tournament. Um, is it 
it would have to be it'd be non-conference next year, I think. I think so, but I saw it on yeah. the, on my way yeah. to the Oyo. I yeah. saw it on the marquee. See, yeah. see how I tied it all together. Yeah. Even yeah. when number I mess it up, in, I clean it up. <laughs> number one team in the country might be coming. That's yeah, right. <laughs> you're not lying. They are a hell of a squad, man. And we'll definitely talk about them at some point. But uh, yeah, man, I was just, I, I just again, that game was such a roller coaster affair. It just kind of blew my mind, and and I really don't know if I still have put it together what I actually witnessed but I, I did want to ask you about something that I, I noticed and I, I thought that it had a lot to do with injury but Derek Carr and Darren Waller were just not on the same page they just they weren't and I feel like a lot of it had to do with the fact that Waller had been out for so long is that what you saw or did it was it just a a bad day tossing the rock for Derek Carr no I, I think it was both I think it, you know what do you have 170 I mean he here's the thing he, it's he's such a unique guy in that there are stretches where he doesn't play well. They're right. just are. And yeah. yet, when he has to play well, he is, you know, one of the best quarterbacks. He know, does it, yeah. He in, makes it happen. In the league. It's, 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 yep. it's very it's amazing. I'm going to throw the Waller stuff off to what you just said about Waller hadn't been there in a long time. He hadn't been there in a while. I saw, you know, he dropped one. And, again, we don't know. You know, I can't believe he was 100%. Now, maybe they said, hey, get to 80 85%, we'll let you play. But there's no way he was 100%. I the one call I, we almost fell out of the booth on was when they ran when they ran him on a sweep. Right. Which I'm like, man, what was that about? I mean, even if he's 100, percent he's not that swift. No. Um, so I thought that was a very strange call. Um, but yeah, I just think it was more. I think they'll be better this week. I think you know they'll they'll get timing back together, and they're going to need Darren Waller. They're going to need everybody when they go to Cincinnati. I mean, the, Cincinnati's got a really good running game. I'm assuming Joe Mixon will be out of COVID protocols. Um, you know, Joe Burrow wasn't 100% when they were here and beat them. I think he's 100% now. We all know what's happening with Jamar Chase. So, again, this is a really, really tough game, but it's one they can win. I think they're late. I think, I think the number's six, six and a half right now. Um, I think the weather will play a big part. I yeah. keep looking for updates, and I keep seeing 50% with that little snow thing on my, uh, on my phone. So it's going to be cold. Um, but you know what? You're in. You're a five seed, and you got to go play a game. Exactly, and look, the one thing that works really well in the playoffs and even in the cold is the run game of defense. Those are two yeah, things that you yeah. can do. So, I mean, yeah, if, those if, are two things you can do. Yeah, exactly. What did you think of Max Crosby? I mean, he had two sacks, oh. three tackles for losses, a, a boatload of uh, pressures. He's gone over 100 pressures for the season. Just, I mean, really, look at the game and then just look at Crosby's season. What, do you, what are your thoughts on him? Um, he was a pro bowler last night. Mm-hmm. That, that's what he was. He, he, he said, this is why I'm a pro bowler. That guy was terrific, you know. We tried to pick out the best players, uh, you know, this morning on the show, and Max was the easy player defensively. We picked Josh as the winner and as the best player offensively because of what he did on the ground and finishing it off. But Max Crosby was just as he said last night. You know, he was, or last night he said there are a bunch of dogs up front. Well, he was the main dog because that guy was all over the field. Um, you know, you know, and and you could see a lot of times. You know, Herbert. You know, he's a smart kid. and He understood what was happening. And a lot of those incompletions where he had to he had to throw early because right. Crosby was all over him. So a lot of those, you know, the, the reason they got to fourth down a lot of times because the second and third downs were incomplete because Crosby and others were in his face. Right. Um, and I, I can't say enough about Herbert. I mean, I, I think he's going to be, you know, in time ridiculously good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I thought Max was absolutely tremendous. I, I thought uh, he, he – he, I think there's a reason he won the award from the team today, voted on by the team as the hardest worker, the most committed – um, you hear stories about him, first one in, last one out, always lifting, always watching film, and then it shows in a game like that. You know, I thought it, it said a lot, too, and maybe I'm looking way too far into it, but it, it, to me it felt like it meant a lot when he was the first one to hit the podium last night. Did that? Did you 
take anything from that, or was that just that's just the order that it happened to be? Yeah, I, I'm not sure because I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, obviously, Carr comes in somewhat late because yeah. he usually talks you know longer than others. Basach Basachi usually comes in first. Again, you know, I'm sure it was a festive atmosphere. I'm sure they're in there dancing and singing and going crazy, and and, and maybe Max is just the first one the PR people were able to pull out. Um, but it was appropriate given he had such an incredible game. So right. don't know if it was on purpose because I don't know how they deal with those guys back there in terms of like, hey, we need you or, you know, are you available? We're going to take you to the podium. Yeah. But it certainly was appropriate given the game he had. It just felt like he kind of set the tone. You know what I mean? Yeah. For the whole media session, it really felt yeah. like he set the tone. And, and I was actually glad that he led things off and, and, and came and gave us his feelings on a lot of different subjects. He was really good last night. Now, uh, before I let you go, I did want to ask about Rich Basaccia. How much have you seen him grow in terms of being a head coach from the time he took over till the end of the game last night? He's grown exponentially, and here's the thing. He talked about it last night. He was asked about the Kansas City game, um, which was a complete disaster. Yes. And I really – and I wrote, I really thought watching that game, I said, boy, you know, they missed John Gruden's leadership. Or they missed something. I mean, yeah. it was just a, such a bad game, and they looked completely lost. And you, at that point, you start with coaching. You say, look, is this – how are they going to finish this season? What's happening here? It was such a bad loss. Well, you compare that to now – I think he's grown into his role. I think he's become more confident. I think he's far more aggressive. His first six games as coach, he was, according to a couple stats I saw, other than Tomlin, the worst coach in the league in terms of fourth down decisions. Uh, the special teams coaching him kicked field goals. He punted away. He wouldn't go for it. Well, you and I know that now, at least in the last several weeks, you know, according to him, well, they like the fourth down packages. I also think it has a lot to do with him being more aggressive and saying, look, I don't know how long I'm going to be the coach here, but if I'm going to be the coach here, let's go for it. Right. You know, I mean, let, let, let's let's let, let's lay it all out there. And since then, they've gone for it on fourth down. He talked about today they're better tacklers in space under him right now. So, I, from that Kansas City game to now, I don't think we could have ever predicted feeling about Rich Bisaccia the way do the way we do now after that Kansas City game. I was like, whoa, this isn't good. And he proved everyone wrong, uh, including me, because after that game, you know, I just read my column for after the game. I said, you got to blow this thing up. I mean, it was that bad. It was right. that starting. We're like, wow. And now uh, I look the fool and everyone who thought that does because he's proven all this wrong, and I think he's done a great job. I don't know if he's going to be the coach. I still think there's a great chance they're going to go elsewhere for the head coach. But if that's the case, then Mark Davis and Mike Mayock and that organization is going to be very indebted to Rich Passacci for how he handled himself and what he did with his team. No, I agree 100%, and I'll be the fool right next to you because I, I didn't think that it was going to go any further than that Kansas City game. I thought it was a done deal, and I, there's a couple listeners yep. here that uh, have hit us up, and it's like, hey, I had all the confidence, and I know they did because they told me that then, but – uh, right, I was right. I wasn't in that I wasn't in that category. I was right there. Next well, hell, maybe you. they should be on radio, not us. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> maybe I should be listening to them instead of talking. What do I know? <laughs> uh, talking right now with Ed Graney here on Radio Nation Radio 920. My man Demond, I always got a question for you. Go ahead, Demond. Hey Ed, when you were watching that game yesterday, because you were talking about Rich Bisaccia's fourth down decisions, what did you make of Brandon Staley's fourth down decisions and how they came back to? You bite? hate Brandon Staley. Yeah, I don't hate <laughs> him, but he's overrated. He goes forward on fourth. He believes in the numbers. Uh, get over it. I'm over it. Brandon Staley, he got just what he deserves, and he was wishing for a tie. Justin Herbert said after the game that he wanted nothing more than a tie. He's never been rooting for a tie so hard in his life. Ed, did you ever think about the possibility of a tie, and did you think that the Raiders were going for a tie down at the end there? I don't think the Raiders, I think the Chargers were. I, I think those last two throws by Herbert to set it up and then to hope that the field goal was enough was them, was Staley saying, let's get to a tie. Maybe they'll just run it out. They're not going to take many chances anyway, although I'll say this. 
uh, on their game-winning drive, I was surprised. And Stu, you know this, that first long completion from Carr? Yeah. Like, I was like, man, I can't believe they threw that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, that, that, that was to me, it's like, whoa. And then they actually started looking like they were going to let it run out until, uh, like I said, Jacobs had the good runs. You know what? I don't, you know, I watched Brandon Staley from afar. When he went for it on the 18th, like, I didn't blink because I thought, right or wrong, good or bad, I guess that's who this guy is. Right. You know, I guess, you know, he believes in his numbers and he's going to coach the way he does, but, you know, might have come back and bit him, you know, last night for going for the tie because I do think in the end they did. I think DeMond's right. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's his first year as the head coach. He has a great young quarterback. So I think if you continue not to make the playoffs, you're certainly going to be looked at hard with that quarterback. You, you, they, they've got to start making the playoffs with that kid. He's two years in now, and if he's going to be that good, you can't not make the playoffs. Agreed. Agreed 100%. And, Ed, before I let you go, tonight's national championship game, Georgia-Alabama 2. Alabama took the SEC championship game. I was shocked by that. I thought Georgia was going to win. What do you think of tonight's matchup? How do you think this one shakes out? I think Georgia's a better team, but I would never in my life bet against Nick Saban. So I picked Alabama. <laughs> hey, man, I'll tell you what. You know what? I'm signing up for the Ed Grant Advice uh, <laughs> channel right now because I'll tell you, man, I was on the show, and I said, Georgia's a better team. That defense is outstanding. There's no way Alabama's going to win this game. And then they went and gave them the business. And so yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not saying nothing. I'm, I, Alabama's going to win, and if Georgia wins, then, hey, I'll tip my cap and call today. But I'm not going against them anymore. <laughs> no, I can't go against them in a final with with a couple of experience. Like I said, I do think Georgia's more talented. I do, yeah. And I like the quarterback a lot better at Alabama. I, I, I like you. you know, and you know, I, I I just like him better. Um, I think it'll be more low scoring, even though the number's still I think in the fifty low fifties. I think it'll be more low scoring, and I think it'll be a better game. Like I I think Kirby's got the better team, but you'll never find me betting against Saban in a final. I heard that. Well, like I said, I'm signing up for uh, your beliefs because I'm not going to get caught uh, with a banana in the tailpipe again, man. I'm not going to do that <laughs> ever again. Ed, fantastic stuff as always, my man. Uh, what do you guys got coming out on the press box? And also, what do you have coming out on the review journal for us? Well, we'll, uh, we'll go over the national championship game tomorrow. I'm sure we'll have a ton of Raiders, uh, Raiders um, stuff and following today in Bisaccia. And then the review journal, it's a short week, so we've got to get our stories ready for the Raider game before we head to Cincinnati. When, when, when are you leaving, by the way, for Cincinnati? Uh, Thursday night on a red eye. We're headed out. Oh, brother, I'll tell you right now. I just got. I just booked my flight this morning. I'm leaving Friday night at 1030, and I get in Cincinnati at 530 in the morning on Saturday. And then I'm oh. leaving Saturday night at 930. I'll be back in Vegas by 1130. Oh. So it's. It's, I'm, I might as well not even change my draws, man. I'm going to be. Oh, no, <laughs> my goodness. So you, are you on Are you on the, uh, not to be too, you, you're on the, you, we might be on the same uh, airline, but because we are, our, our, um, our Thursday night red eyes the exact same time. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm on Delta. <laughs> yeah, Delta. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but, yeah, man, it's going to be an adventure, but it's going to be a fun one. It's a playoff game, and what else can we ask for, right? January, exactly. and we're talking about about football so uh, i'll see you in cincinnati my man keep up the great work and uh, we'll talk soon all right buddy i'll see you there take care all right brother appreciate you there he goes ed graney i just put my whole itinerary out on the air right everyone's yeah, like i know exactly talk. where q's gonna be Flight <laughs> talk i know the people love it we can afford delta on these channels hey look brother hey man i can't afford anything i'm just trying to make it man i'm just trying to make it man you know what i mean i don't hey look Times are tough, man. Times are tough out there for our bro. 
But we're going to make it work. We are going to make it work, and we're going to provide the best coverage we can for the silver and black. That's what we do here on Radio Nation Radio 920. 3.20 is the time. We'll come back. We'll take your calls and texts. This is Unnecessary Roughness live from the OYO. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness. The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's YQ. Of course, our team kept winning. Kept winning, Q, because of our training. You got to put in the work and the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body and train your brain. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. I'll tell you right now, it's a blackout here at the Underground Lounge. Inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino, a lot of Raider Nation representing. I love it, man. This is a, this is fun. A lot of Raider Nation stayed here last night. This is their hotel of choice, or maybe this weekend. But everyone's making their way to the Underground Lounge right now to check out the national championship game, hang out, get some T-shirts and koozies and cups. We look like we got to replenish our our goods that we have up on the table here. It's fantastic, man. So uh, if you have an opportunity, you're in the area. Come on by. Check us out. We're going to be here watching the National Championship game. Been watching the Warriors, the return of Klay Thompson. Been watching that replay on TV here in the background, which is amazing. Shout out to Klay. Shout out to Klay Baker as well, because when I say Klay, I think of Klay Baker as well. So make sure you're tuning into the morning tailgate, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. You know what I was thinking, and it's a shame, Darius Phylon sounds like he's probably going to be out for the season. Remember how the Raiders got him? Remember Darius Phylon was the guy that was cut by the Cardinals back in 2019? Remember Darius Phylon was out of the league for a minute? I remember when Gruden was asked about Darius Phylon. He said, that's the guy that Mike Mayock found. And he found a really good one. And you know what, Raider Nation? Darius Phylon played his tail off this year. He really did. It's unfortunate he's not going to be available. Especially, I mean, this game for sure. But it doesn't sound like he's going to be available anytime soon. But that's what scouting departments do. That's what GMs do. They're always searching. They're always looking. They're always trying to find that hidden gem. And I know I've been talking about game balls, and I've done this, that, and the other. Darius Phylon has been a hidden gem this season for the Silver and Black. Just want to throw that nugget, put it in your ear hole for a second. Let's go out to the Rare Nation listener line, 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Shields Up. What's on your mind, my man? How we doing, Q? I'm blessed, man. How you doing? I'm physically spent, brother. I <laughs> know that's Let right. Let me tell you something. You know, I, I'm up here in the Northeast, like I said, right? Yeah. I'm three hours ahead of you. I know you got your feet in Texas and friends and family. Yep. I'm I'm three hours ahead. So this game, man, this game is, yeah, it didn't end until about twelve thirty one o'clock. Wow. And, and my beloved Raiders put me through a personal health crisis. <laughs> I, <laughs> You remember that show back in the day, man? Uh, I'm dating myself. I'm 55, man. The 70s show was one of my favorites. Different son. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that show. Remember, remember, remember Red Fox, the great Red Fox? Yeah. He used to hold his chest and say, this is the big one. 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 I had about 10 big ones. Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But anyways, but anyways man. <laughs> on, a, on a personal note with this, and I, I know that's your thing, man. Um, this is just... You know, elation, happiness, sticking with the cause, um, hoping that it's going to turn out the next four games to get us into the in, in, into the tournament. 
Um, and uh, it, it was just it, it was just awesome to, right. to see to see it close out the whole Madden thing. I'm not going to talk as X's and O's right now. What happened? This and that. We could do that maybe during the week or something. Uh, I just want to live in the moment for the victorious Monday. And um, and uh, you know my you know my our creed up here with a couple of cats that called up. They also say they call up and they say shields up. That's our that's our title. You know what was odd was this was that when well not odd but it was just blew my mind was that when Derek Carr used to go up behind center and he would do his cadence. Sometimes he throw out these words like Davis and yeah. Otto. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And 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 it blew my mind because on numerous occasions. He used to say, shields up, and then the ball would be hyped. <laughs> nice. nice. It was unbelievable. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I had to pause the game, rewind it, turn the volume up. And, and when I heard that, and when he said that, I knew the win was in the bag. Nice. And that was it. And that's all I want to say, man. Again, victorious Monday. Thank you for taking my call, sir. And uh, I'll be calling again. Appreciate you, man. It's always great to hear from you, man. Congratulations. Soak that victory in. Raider Nation's earned it. Raider Nation has absolutely earned a day of celebration, multiple days of celebration. Now, we'll get focused on this game coming up on Saturday against the Cincinnati Bengals. Make no mistake about it, but you've earned the right to celebrate and soak it in because you have been a resilient bunch. I know, like you said, spent and exhausted. I understand. I mean, I've been doing the Lockdown Raiders podcast, which many of you know me from, since 2018, and this is the first time I've had a chance to talk about a playoff game. The first time in four seasons I've had a chance to talk about the playoff game. And I've only had one other playoff game to talk about on a podcast, and that was the first one I did back in 2016. So I know how much Raider Nation's been through, and I know when I meet fans at the game, and get to talk to Raider Nation, how passionate and how fired up they are by their team and just wanting them to get over the hump and get that W and get into the playoffs. Once you're in the playoffs, anything could happen. I'm not going to say that they're going to make a run. They're going to be playing in uh, L.A. on February 13th, but I'm not saying they're not either. I'm saying anything could happen once you're in the dance. Raider Nation, you are in the dance. The Raiders are in the dance. Let's go out to ABA Ivan Davis. What's on your mind, my man? Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm with my man uh, that just called with you before. Uh, when uh, <clears throat> the kicker kicked the field goal, I was down on both uh, – had my hand on both knees like I was a football player. <laughs> I, was so in, I was so into it. I thought about that later. I'm like, man, what's up with that? But uh, but that's what kind of game that was. I thought about Al Davis's comment, the fire that burns brightest is the will to win. If that game – didn't uh, emphasize that, then no game in, in NFL will to where both teams were tired. I remember Crosby's comments on the press conference, either you going to quit or I'm going to quit. Right. And so he made him his mind, so I'm not quitting, so it's going to have to be you. And he continued after the quarterback cramps and everything. And so that's, that, that, that showed a team that was locked in and, and, and was ready to win. It was, and they did it on the anniversary of the Raiders' uh, Super Bowl eleven victory, you know, yep. January 9th, I think it was 77. Yep. Uh, the Raiders won the Super Bowl against the Vikings. Now, I remember that game. Yep. Okay. Uh, barely, I think. I was late for church. I was really, really small. <laughs> but uh, so I, I, I kind of remember the little uh, uh, snippets of that game. 
but um, but that, that's basically uh, all I had to say. No, I don't have no voice neither. It's, <laughs> it's just now coming back. Okay. Uh, so, do you do this show like every Monday, even during the off season? Um, well, we're gonna after next week. We'll have a wild card game. We'll be doing this show from uh, from here from the underground lounge. But that'll probably be the last one once football season is officially over on Mondays. I got to come to Vegas. I got my my business partners from there, so I was okay. gonna have to. I well, I, hey, man, I'll, to I'll, I'll be I'll be out and about somewhere. Don't you worry. You come to town, you can find me. I, I'm somewhere, man. If I got to set up on a street corner and do a show, I will. All right, cool. There he goes. I guess he was like, I ain't, you ain't that cool. <laughs> Hang out on any kind of street corner. Uh, DeMond was telling me I got I to gotta make moves. All right, 3.33 is the time. When we come back, we'll take some more of your calls. We'll take some more of your texts. We'll close out the show really strong. This is what we do. We're at the Underground Lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Uh, yeah, just come on, hang out, man. We're here till 4 o'clock doing the show, but we're going to be watching the national championship game, Alabama and Georgia. That's all coming up next here on Red Nation Radio 920. There's no big secret to winning football. It's just doing what these guys do every game. Just go out and give it your best. Bottom line, I took a team to a Super Bowl and we won. I even had some guys on that team that nobody wanted. But we were a team. And that's what you guys are. You're a football team. That's kind of like a family. Except you get to hit each other. But you have to stick together. Do that, you'll be fine. Thanks, Mr. Madden. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 337 is the time. Hey, hey, hey. I like that. I like that right there. I need to talk about Lil John. Lil John had me hyped. I walked around a little bit at halftime, went and checked out the wife, made sure she was uh, doing okay. And Lil John started performing. Man, I felt like I was at the club again. It was on and popping. I thought, man, I saw people dancing, partying. I saw Stella trying to get her groove back. I mean, I saw everything while Lil John was performing last night. Boy, it was on and popping. So that was that was a lot of fun seeing that at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, you go to a football game, and you're going to catch a show at the same time. Speaking of show, we got a lot of callers trying to chime in on the show. I definitely appreciate that. 702-365-9200. Damon, who do we got up first? We got Perro. Oh, Pero, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Oh, man, I, you know what? Yesterday, I'm piggybacking on everybody else. I took my niece to her first game. She's the first responder out there in Vegas. Wow. And this is my fourth game this year, plus the Dallas game. And I'll tell you what. Yesterday felt like the first game. I felt like it was in L.A. or Oakland. The crowd was legit. All the other times, it was really quiet. You know, like, and they didn't know how to cheer. Yesterday was Badass. Oh, oh, excuse me. And um, I, I broke ribs on the way to the game. I still went to the game. Per, <laughs> I, I slipped. Paramedics are like, you want to go to the hospital? I go, oh, hell no, man. I go, I'm going to the game. So they got me a, a wheelchair, and I wheeled it all the way to the stadium. Nice. And I had a blast, man. It was like a real game. And I hope we keep that momentum up. You know, as we, We're not going to have a whole game this year in the playoffs. But towards next year, the fans were outstanding, man. And uh, I just wanted to say lots of love to our defense. I've been playing lights out. And you know what? All, you know, Carr and the offense are doing what they need to get done. You know, so I, I just wanted to share my excitement. Like I said, you know, I go way back to the old days season tickets. 
and this was yesterday was the best game I've been to this year. Nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you so much for the call, man. I hope you're feeling okay and everything, but that's the way to uh, tough it out, right? That's, that's Raider Central right there, toughing it out. I can appreciate that. Good stuff from Perro right there on the Raider Nation listener line, 702-365-9200. Damon, who's up next? Raider Cisco. Raider Cisco, what's on your mind? What's up, Q? Lady, Chill. love your show, love your podcast. Been a Raider fan since 77. Nice. But I just want to find out what's going on. The Chargers disrespecting us and going on, you know, from from their own 18 on fourth and one. What do they think? Our defense couldn't do nothing? I thought that was disrespect to our team. What do you think about that? And, uh, hey, let's keep going and keep it going. There I you go. You. I appreciate you. Good call, my man. And I'll say this. Uh, I thought it was pretty crazy. And, and John McClain, who will join us on the show tomorrow uh, at 3 o'clock, he does a fantastic job covering the NFL. I saw him tweet out after that call. He said, I understand analytics, but sometimes you got to have common sense. And I thought that that was a bad common sense decision by Brandon Staley to go for it on fourth and one from the 18. But I'll say this. It only cost them three points. That was the Raiders' fault. That was a part of the game where the Raiders blew a huge opportunity. If you're given a gift, you've got to take advantage. And they didn't. So I tweeted out immediately after, you wonder why they go for it? Because they had no fear that the Raiders were going to capitalize. They literally scored a field goal after stopping the Chargers on fourth and one from the 18. I mean, let that soak in. I don't want to go gloss over that too quickly. That, when you're looking back at film today, and I've been talking to many people from Raider Nation, including my man Fabian, who said, hey, it was a good game, good win, but there's a lot to clean up. And we say it all the time following a Raider win. Having a lot to clean up is okay when you win the game. Having a lot of, to clean up after you, when you lose is a problem. So that is an area that still needs to be cleaned up. There's nobody on that Raiders offense, there's nobody on that Raiders team that, know, that, that thinks that that was a, a, a successful drive. When you get the ball in the 18 and you only get three points, that's a problem. So, yeah, I mean, it was a disrespect, but it was also more of a, we don't think you can score. And they weren't wrong. Let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Damon, who do you got up next? Hey, real quick, Q, but Vinny just pointed out, he was like, hey, those three points, that's, that's what they won by. No, that's true. You're, you're right. I mean, but I mean, I can go back to the Raiders chasing points as well. You know, going for two when they didn't have to go for two. They were up. They could have just gone and kicked the extra point. I didn't I don't I never like chasing points when you're up. I get it. I understand. But I mean there's a lot of points that they left on the field. I think DeMarco Murray, Las Vegas' own, uh, said it one time when he was playing for the Cowboys, he had a hell of a year for the Cowboys, and I think he ended up going to Philadelphia right after that. He said, Yeah, I had a great year, but I left a lot of meat on the bone. The Raiders, if you look back at that game last night, and I know Vinny knows he was there in the press box watching just what I was watching. The Raiders left a lot of meat on the bone. It's like they had the bone-in ribeye, but they probably only needed a, a, a smaller steak. They probably they only took advantage of the smaller steak. They didn't actually take advantage of the whole bone-in ribeye. Well, there's no question about that. Um, if if they punt the ball, the Chargers punt the ball, you know, and then maybe defend and get the ball back and don't give up those three points, that comeback that they had in the fourth quarter wins it for them True. and doesn't just tie it for them. So I – I get what you're saying, and it was a disappointing drive for the Raiders. There's no question about it. But they did get three points. They gifted them three points yeah. right there. You can't do that in a playoff game. No, you know, it's just I like like you know analytics. Great, you don't go for it on fourth down no. at your at your own 18 in a playoff game. No, no, you don't. But I mean, again, if you're finishing teams off and you're winning in the playoffs, you you're getting seven. You're not getting three. 
You know what I mean? Like, you've got to get seven in that, that situation. And that's not the first time we've seen that. We saw that in what game? Was it Miami? Was it the Miami game when, when Levitt didn't run, return it to the house where, where he took it back and they ended up getting three out of that too? You've got Cincinnati. to capitalize. Cincinnati, okay, there you go. Cincinnati, there you go. You've got to be able to capitalize. Yeah, all points are good points, but some are better. You know what I mean? <laughs> We, we, we talk about it all the time. You know, it's, it's, it's like the dude standing on the corner with the, uh, the little the bell at Christmas time, and he's trying to get you to donate something to the little red can. You know, hey, or, or the man at the offering, you know, hey, uh, change is nice, but we like what folds too. We like the bills better. Change is good, but, 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 but dollars are better. Let's go back out to the Rare Nation. Listen to the line, 702-365-9200. Who's up next, Damon? Big Jose in San Jose. Hey, Big Jose. What's up, my man? What's up, my brother? How are you, man? Hey, man, I'm blessed. How you doing? Oh, nice. I just landed, man, from uh, back in San Jose from being on LV. And I said, man, it's 3 o'clock. I can still catch the unnecessary roughness. So I got you on, and I wanted to call back and say, man, what an experience it was to be my first game out there. I tried to go to some of the events, but there was just too many heads there, man. Yeah. Couldn't get in. And and so uh, I did my foodie thing, man. Shout out to Gallagher Steakhouse. Shout nice. out to Hush House of Go-Go. They put it up legit, you know what I mean? But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was like I want to say something. I'm 54 years old, man. I've been a Raider fan my whole life. I've been to the last game in Oakland twice, and you know <laughs> I, I went to games that I went to games in LA. Yeah, and um, and you know the, the relationship we have with Raider Nation, you know, going to those games in Oakland and LA is like a a mutual want and love of the destruction of the opponent, right? Right. But with the new uh, Las Vegas Raider Nation fans that I met. It was like going to a family reunion and getting hugs and loves from cousins you ain't met yet, you know? Yeah. Yep. I mean, I exchange, I exchange numbers with people that are like, hey, you come back from the draft, come through, you can stay at my house, you know? Stuff like that, which is like really, you know, it, make, it, it made it a different kind of feeling. Like, yeah, this is home now, right? That big, right. beautiful, you know, Death Star. And it was just a lot. It was, it, when, the, when the lights came down and they started seeing it, I could feel it in the night tonight, something in the night. Oh, my God, I just got chills. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, but yes. that's it, man. It was a, it was a great, it was a great game and a great visit. And oh, one last thing, we were on the tarmac for like an hour cruising on Saturday, and I was mad as all heck. But then I heard today on the flight home that they stopped all the traffic because Obama landed. Nice. So like, you know, that's my guy. So like, I'm like, okay, that's cool. I, I'm not mad anymore about that hour <laughs> I spent taxing on the on, on the tarmac now. But it's all good, man. One love, Raider Nation, baby. Hey, man, thank you for the call. I'm glad you made it back home safely, man. Thanks for chiming in on the show. How awesome is that? And, and we've heard that from multiple Raider Nation members uh, today where guys get back home, guys are just, you know, traveling back, and they still call in the show or text in the show uh, or driving on the freeway. We've heard a couple of those calls. I mean, that's how fired up and, and amped up Raider Nation is, man. That is so awesome. And, uh, man, I'm just, I'm just blessed to be able to be a, a small part of your life and small part of your celebration that you're having today uh, as you're thinking about this game coming up on Saturday against Cincinnati. So uh, good stuff, my man. Great to hear from you. Got a couple texts straight off that Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. How about Raider Richie from Arizona? Short and sweet. Hey, Q, still partying after W, Raider Richie. <laughs> so he's still partying. I ain't mad at that. That's like Fargo Raider said he's still drunk. I'm not mad at that at all. Got another text. My birthday is December 24th, so car making and able to making it able to play in the playoffs is special to me. Uh, go Raiders! That's a text from the 707. Uh, that's a Christmas Eve baby right there. Good stuff. Uh, let's see. You got another text. 
uh, from Sir Whiskey Ray. Q and D, I'm finally able to move off from my couch after last night's incredible win as it's now Monday afternoon. Wow, this Raider team showed guts, passion, and the desire to win. I'm extremely proud for my Raiders after everything that's happened this season. Now the journey begins. I cannot wait for this playoff run. Cheers to Raider Nation. This playoff party has officially begun. Let's go. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. And uh, one more text, and I'll hit up the phone line again. Uh, Geese Mode said, much respect, Q. For me, when I see the Raiders clinch a playoff berth, I think of that Jim Carrey Dumb and Dumber line. So you're saying there's a chance. We had, it to, we had to win four when everyone was counting us out. And I say we, go do it again. My game ball goes to the offensive line room. The big uglies helped move the rock and keep Derek pretty clean all game. And from what I was watching, they didn't have a false start penalty all game, though I could be wrong. Big shout-outs to them and shout-outs to UQ and the rest of Raider Nation. Raiders, that's from Geese Mode. And I'll say this, the uh, offensive line did a good job. I think they did a good job, especially in their, their run blocking. Uh, Derek got hit a couple times. He got sacked a couple times. Uh, and, and Derek, you got to give him credit. I mean, the numbers weren't fantastic for him. It, it wasn't one of his sharpest games. But moving around in the pocket and making some things happen, even the way that they were thriving on defensive penalties by the Chargers, hey, man, those counts. Those are hidden yardage. You know, those are yards that you don't look at. He was able to make that happen. You know, Zay Jones, shout out to Zay Jones for the, the sell on the pass interference in the end zone because that ball was nowhere near. They, that ball, I think uh, I think Brent Musburger said, or maybe it was Al Michael said it, that, uh, that he threw that ball to Summerlin. And, uh, and, and Zay Jones was more in like Henderson, but he was able to sell it, and, uh, and, and they were able to pick up a touchdown that Josh Jacobs run, and that was a big one. That was something that they really needed. So good stuff. Definitely appreciate you. 702-365-9200. couple more calls we'll take. Who's up next? Ulu. Ulu. What's up, my man? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up with you? Hey, Chilling. Uh, first, I just, want to, I just want to apologize, man, uh, about <laughs> last week Friday dropping that F-ball. It's all good, man. man. It's all good. Man, but, man, man that, when you play that little John, that B-A-B, I, mean, I was juiced. Like, <laughs> hey, man, I'm ready for this game. But anyways, but, you know, that key point, man, shout out to the, the guys up front. You know, uh, man, those guys play relentless defense. The pass rush was out there, man. The, even the run stop. Yeah. And on the offense side of the ball, it was beautiful, man. Like, the, just the running game. The pass was so, so. The pass, my way, it was just the running game, man. Keep it up to those guys, man. Yep, yep. And he's seeing uh, freaking the tight end over here kicking out uh, Uwasu. And that dude was balling, man. Or right. Whatever his name is. But, man, this game meant a lot of the fact that um, just persevering throughout the whole season. Yeah. Agreed. It's, it's, it's uh. That's 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 freaking tough, man. And uh, you know, man, that game was so stressful, man. And freaking, <laughs> it reminded me of the game we against the Chiefs uh, four years ago, five years ago, when it was a what double overtime, and then uh, yes, had to, uh, got the game with that. That that brought me back to that. I'm like, dude, my heart is racing. Yes, crap myself. I'm like, dude. <laughs> but man, when he kicked that thing in, man, I ran out of my house screaming out Raiders. There you go, you know, man. I, I, man, I'm just juiced to get ready for this Cincinnati. And uh, you know, I feel pretty good about this game because the last meet we could have, we should have could have won that game that last time we met them. I agree. So this time we we just got to put in the coffin this time, man, and play with that you know that fu attitude. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And have fun while we at it, man. Have fun while it. And then that's it, man. Y'all have a good evening. Go Raiders, man. Let's get it. There you go. There goes my guy Ulu, man. Shout out to you. Appreciate you. And I, hey, I've been there, done that, man. I've been that guy, especially when I was in Texas and uh, there was a big game. And that game that you're talking about, that one, that was a Thursday night football, Raiders and Chiefs. That's when the Raiders won the game about three times. Michael Crabtree had multiple touchdown catches. Then there was pass interference that happened when they looked like they had lost. I remember that game, man. That was, you want to talk about 
Stressful. Man, that's a game Marshawn Lynch got kicked out of. That's when he went out there and uh, who was it? He was trying to get Marcus Peters away after he put a hit, late hit on, on D.C. or something. I'm, Man, that was a wild game. Well, then Marshawn Lynch and Marcus Peters was on the BART train uh, hanging out after the game, and I know that Raider Nation was feeling some kind of way about that, but uh, either way, the Raiders found a way to get that dub, so that's all that really mattered. Got a text here from Raiderette T. Hey, Q, I went home to my Charger fan husband. Raiders just win, baby. I like that. I like that. That's some, Hey, man, you're better than me, like I mentioned, man. I couldn't have that kind of contra controversy in the house, man. I, you know, they're going to charge a fan walking right now. He got his power. That looked like Brandon Staley. Is that Brandon Staley? Hey, man. Hey, uh, Jason, is that Brandon Staley right there? Is that Brandon Staley right there in the Charger shirt? It don't, don't look like him. Like, I'm not making this up. Like, people are like, hey, what's up, Brandon? <laughs> Like, everyone, everyone on the radio thinks I'm playing, but that dude looked like Brandon Staley was walking. He looked like he was about to go make another bad decision. <laughs> he, was about to go on, he was about to go for it on fourth and one from the 18. That was a bad decision. He looked like he was about to do something bad. He was, <laughs> he was going to do something strange for some change, man. He was about to do something bad. Good stuff. All right, let's get one more call in real quick, man. 702-365-9200. Who you got up next, Devon? Raider X. Oh, perfect. Raider X, what's up? Close us out right. What up, what up? I'm with you, Damon. St Staley is overrated, man. He's an L.A. favorite. That's that right. Is, that is baby McVeigh. <laughs> Bad decisions, man. Bad decisions. Hey, hey, Q, of course they got to clean it up, man. You even got to shine jewelry once in a while. The Raiders will be okay. They, yeah, they left a little meat on the bone. Yeah, because they fool. They fool that W. They got it. I'm looking forward to taking on some Bengals because there's a lot of meat on that bone, too, and they're going to munch because it's mano a mano. That, I, this is a damn good uh, matchup. I think they're evenly matched. I'd like to see the young buck come against Carr. I think Carr right now is transitioning into the man we always thought he would be. Right now he's getting nasty and ugly, and I like the way he's playing. He's playing with some fire. Fire, I tell you. The Raiders are coming out hard, and they're going to go into Cincinnati, and we come back with another W. Cool. I like it, man. I like it. And, yeah, I mean, hey, I, I'm just talking about cleaning up some things. And, again, it's easy to clean up – or it's not easy, but it's better to clean up things coming off a W. That's all I'm saying. And, and yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely meat left on the bone. But that's good because you know that you can improve. The Raiders said that a long time ago. Oh, they called security. They called security on me. I think they called – oh, no, they didn't. They got another – Oh, Brandon Staley made a bad decision. They called security on him. Hey, from the security over there, if it's that one brother, you better watch out. Oh, no, I ain't messing with him. He make you look little. I mean, he's because he's tall and he's swole. You're just swole. <laughs> he is a big dude, though. This dude's about easy. I remember, Danny, I said he looked like David Robinson walking around here. He's so damn big. But it's all good. Uh, but, yeah, man, just going back to the, you know, just the, the meat on the bone, man, to know that you can still play better. And that's something they even talked about when they were on that three-game winning streak to, to start the season. They said, hey, we haven't even put good football on, on film, but we're finding ways to win games, so we know we can do better. That's the, that's the positive right there. You know that they can do a lot better. So I think they're very evenly matched. I think they have a great chance to go into Cincinnati and win the game. It's going to be tough elements, but this is what you play for. It is the postseason. Everybody's 0-0. The, the favorite can get knocked out in one week. And the underdog can win the whole thing. You just don't know. That's how it shakes out. But the first team to ever do that, the Raiders. 
and I'll just leave it at that. Vinny Bonsignor is coming up next in the huddle. I'm going to hang out here at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We've got the national championship game on deck, Alabama and Georgia. All I'm going to say is roll tide, and I'm going to leave it at that. Vinny's on. Come on, hang out. This is Rare Nation Radio 920.